Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bing bong bing. This is a staff announcement. <laughs> Can Chris Sweeney please stop diving into the frozen f- <laughs> food aisle? He's doing it again. I saw a cornetto. <laughs> Was it a bumper pack? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Hello, it's Homo Sapiens Season 3, Episode Two. My name is Will Young. My name is Christopher Sweeney. We have so much today for you. We have t-shirts and sweatshirts to give away. We have Twitter questions to answer and read out. We have a Twitter rant. More on that later, a little for all. Uh, we have LGBT books for young people, stories. We have our guest, Sam Smith. Have I done everything? Oh, I haven't. William, what have you been doing today? I have been reading stories for CBBS, oh. and I've brought the books with me. One is called Two Dads, and it's written by Carolyn Robertson. Mm-hmm. The next one is called Hands Sorry. Off. Uh, the next one is called The Family Book by Todd Parr. Mm-hmm. And then there's I really like this one, Mind Hug, the first story by Emily Arbor, and that's about mindfulness for kids oh, and how to cool. get your emotions out. This one's my favourite because it's the shortest. Daddy, Papa and Me. And so all of them are basically, apart from Mind Hug, it's books which are about normalising the variation of difference in families. So mm. it, it, they very cleverly refer to like two dads or two mums. And it's just, oh my God, it was just bloody brilliant. Like, I got to read to a camera... Jack and Ori. It was so relaxing that by the third story, my eyes were dropping. The cameraman had fallen asleep in a chair. <laughs> the photographer had fallen asleep in a chair. You're kidding. No, because it's like story time. It's time for bed. Oh, were they all like nuzzling in your arms by the end? Hmm. You wouldn't want to get those near those armpits. I've had my thermals on all day. <laughs> so this is for um, CBBS because lots of people have done it before, like Dolly Parton. Uh, Dolly Parton do it. Yeah, yeah. Loads of people have. Uh, Tom Hardy did it once. Tom Hardy and I know that Luke Evans was in before me. Oh, oh I fancy. <laughs> is that a call to art, call to action, as they no, call it? I CTA. They call no, it. I think <laughs> CTA. No, I think I lunged once at a sort of Kylie Minogue cup party. Really, it's never quite been the same since. <laughs> But anyway, that was my day. And there's been other news as well. Go on. Well, I don't know what has gone on, but I watched the new season of The Grand Tour on Amazon Prime. And they were very homophobic, did a tweet. I'd had a beer. And um, <laughs> woke up in the morning. There has been a furore about it. So I've had various shows get in touch. And then I was going to go on ITV News, but they wanted to have an opposing voice on there. And I thought... Mm, I mm. smell a setup for a little bit of a row, and I don't want to have rows. No. So basically, what they said was that Jeremy Clarkson's Wrangler Jeep was a gay hairdresser's car, gay mm. man's car, and then throughout the program, they then said, "Oh, you're wearing a pink shirt. Is someone now advising you on what to wear? Uh, perhaps you should start wearing backless suede chaps." Mm. They then put a pink cover on his car. Don't tell me they didn't think about that. And then they stuck It's Raining Men on repeat in his car. Mm. And I actually spoke to Peter Tatchell about this because Peter Tatchell tweeted. I rang him today and said, can I just, because I thought I was going to go on the news. So I said, can I just, you're cleverer than me. Mm. And he said, what is so disgusting is that they're stereotyping people who have been on the margins and they are doing it in a comedic, shaming way. 
if you're a young kid, let's say, watching that, and you're not sure about your sexuality, and you're watching that and you see that being gay is being made fun of and mm. ridiculed and stereotyped, that is going to create such problems for young people. Plus, what he said was, if it was to do, if they were stereotyping black people or Jewish people in the same way, my God, mm. they'd pretty much almost be in jail. I mean, yeah. like, imagine. Yeah. So why is it okay to stereotype gay men and laugh at them on a massive TV show? That was what it comes down to and what anyone else thinks. And that's basically it. And I thought it was disgusting and it's kicked off. You look at the script of what they say and it's like, fuck me. It's totally premeditated. Isn't it? And it's so premeditated. Mm. Um, but the next step is Ofcom. Mm -hmm. um, so I urge people to complain to Ofcom doesn't matter for us and our age you know we've got our own lives and we're doing what we do and I can understand a joke but if I was 13 and sitting in my sitting room like you just said and my dad's laughing at it it would make me really seriously consider for a long time whether I was going to tell people I was gay and then that just creates more problems I mean Richard Hammond did something a few years ago and he came back with no, I believe love is love. How dare people call me a homophobe? That's not good enough. I wonder what they would say about this. It's not good enough to mm. say, no, you're wrong. It's like, really look at what you're saying. Mm. And it makes me really angry. And I will actually say, I'm offended by it. And I'm upset by it as a 40-year-old man. I know I look 30. 40-year-old man watching it. I'm upset by it. William, yeah. what's this? Get your t-shirts! Get your t-shirts! Um, is it an old folk song? <laughs> <laughs> is it one of mine? Um, <laughs> our listeners write to us a lot saying, please, can I get a Homo sapiens t-shirt or a Homo sapiens sweater, of which there is one prototype owned by you, William Robert Young. Thank you. So we have decided we are going to do a, a flash sale of our t-shirts for 30 days only. If you go to everpress.com forward slash homo dash sapiens, you will be able to buy yourself a Homo sapiens t-shirt or a Homo sapiens sweater for a limited time only. That is 30 days starting today, which would be Thursday, the 31st of January. No. What do they retail for? Uh, yeah, so there'll be some postage, but uh, the t-shirts are £16. And then the sweatshirts are £25. What do you think, William? Would you like one? I've got shitloads in my house. Would I Oh, heck? shit. Does that mean I'm sending them out? No. Thank God for that. Find the jiffy bag. Put it in the jiffy bag. Have you posted it? I don't know. You know, I do have a life. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Hassling me to do my homework. Oh, my <laughs> Uh, uh, by the way, if people still haven't received their T-shirts, please email in. If you've, Because yeah. it'll be interesting to see who does. There's so much beef in this room right now, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> William's doing a slut drop for those who can't <laughs> see. So for 30 days, people, you can be the proud owner of a Homo Sapiens T-shirt. Head to everpress.com forward slash homo dash sapiens. William, what's your favourite part of the show? Twitter! Wee. Well, you've come to the right place because we've been asking you, dear listeners, a question because we were talking about New Year's resolutions and people saying they're going to get off their phones. And we said, if you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which three would you keep? Now, what would your three be, William? Catawiki, which is like eBay. It's just amazing. But more rarefied? Kind of rarefied, just like literally you can get more specialised. So it would be like a 1940s watch sale mm -hmm. or lego from the last collection 2018 mm. um i bid on that one yeah just to quickly say by the way i bid against my mother on the same photo frame that she was actually buying for me for a present no and we didn't realize until she gave me the present and i said Oh my God, you're Annabelle one two three four. You're the bitch yeah. that got the got that beat me in the auction. You're at Annabelle. I I basically drove what? up the price of my birthday present. Anyway, um, mm. watch out for her on Catawiki. So I would keep Catawiki, uh, BBC Sounds, and eBay. I think eBay is a wonderfully positive environment. People are so nice on there. I agree. Although I did have a squabble with one person. What just before did you Christmas. say? I left her a bad review. I did it. I pulled the trigger. I bought a painting and it arrived torn 
Mm, it's not good. And with a food mark on it. So I wrote to her saying, hey, just wanted to say that this arrived like this, wondering what we can do to work it out. And she just wrote back such a passive aggressive email going, well, obviously, after it left here, something's happened to it. And what you can do to sort it out is this. She wrote me this like two page email about how to get the stain off myself. No. And no, I was like, no, no. I don't want to get the stain off. I've had that with puppies before. I buy them, then they arrive in the post. I'm like, it's not good enough. I send them back. They're tiny. You just send them back. Send this them back. is absolutely tiny. Send them back. Send them back. Well, you know, I was going to get a dog from a rescue company. And I, they sent me a picture of this tiny little puppy that was like the size of my hand. I said, this is the one I want. The conversation went on for like four days. Then they said, okay, so we're going to ship you um, Rio or whatever he was called. Here's a picture. A flipping Alsatian. I was like, <laughs> that's not the same dog. A huge dog. And they were like, yes, it is. I said, let me, let me show you the picture you sent me four days ago. And they were like, well, the dogs grow. I was like, not in that amount Shit of time. Shit the bed. And my other... Uh, so... Right move because I love to just scroll through Right Move, looking at places, and uh, an app called Script Notes, which is an app for screenwriters, where John August and Craig Mazin, two amazing writers, talk about screenwriting and also like links to things that would be interesting to screenwriters. Well, I like the sound of that. You'd love it. Shall what have they said on the Twitter sphere? Well, they've all been chatting, haven't they, William? Dan Cox, he said, marry Google Maps, shag Kindle. And kill Twitter. Wait, that wasn't the game. I like that. He sounds funny. I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it? Marry Google Maps. We don't appreciate enough how amazing Google Maps is. Do you use it? Your face, your eyes slightly glazed over like you didn't know what it was. You, you can, you know me so well. Yeah. You can see when I, I don't really know. But if you say FaceTime, I'm happy. You love FaceTime. I feel like James Bond from a film in the 80s. Kate Bond has said, <gasps> flipping neck, that's got me panicking. It's just so professional, isn't mm. it? Uh, flipping neck, that's got me panicking. Facebook, Twitter and Etsy. She sells stuff. But she'd also like to keep Pinterest, Instagram, Sky News, Amazon, BBC, Twickets, Kindle and Netflix. Well, it's only three. That's Kate, not the game. It's only three. Bond, Kate Bond. Kate Bond. Mike Noble says, Grinder, Waitrose and Amazon Music. Which now, couldn't be a more perfect trio. Yes, I like that because I think they're probably all interchangeable in some way. Um, yeah. Delicatessen at Waitrose. Uh, Amazon. Delicatessen at Grinder. <laughs> and Amazon, uh, some delicate music. Yeah. Enya. Barry Lonergan has said, I'd keep hashtag Twitter, online banking and the Daily Mail. Wouldn't recommend the Daily Mail, That's would you? That's an interesting one. It doesn't have a great LGBT history. <laughs> I don't think so. I'd say. Um, Although apparently the new editor is trying to change that. You know who to come to. Christine Myers says, Happy Colour, Netflix and Twitter. I don't know what Happy Colour is. Neither do I. It's a colouring book app. You love colouring. I've got a sketch app, actually. Like have a you? drawing. Yeah. When I don't know what's going on, I feel anxious. I draw my feelings you just sit down the middle of oxford street <laughs> i do do it with my draw. my finger on the phone it's normally black <laughs> i choose the color black for this no oh, what's that william that's pretty why has it got blood coming out of the eyes it's black it's um, an angry crow <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very nice <laughs> should we draw something else <laughs> no no <laughs> i once had to do this thing where i mentored kids about writing uh, for screenwriting and stuff and this kid one of them I was going around the circle and I was like what would you like to be they're like oh I'd like to direct or I'd like to write a play or something and then I got to the last kid and I said what would you like to do and she goes I just want to write on my own with nobody interfering <laughs> I was like okay well let's unpack that I think uh, <laughs> it's a bit more collaborative as a job than uh, you can do with that app stay tuned to Will's Twitter what is it William at Will Young .co.uk no just it's just at Will Young on Twitter and mm. we're going to be posting a question each week where you guys can chat to us we love it when you answer our questions why are you giggling I just I think maybe that's my website at willyoung.co.uk your website is willyoung.co.uk I don't think I've got a can website I... our guest this week uh, is Sam Smith and we were we went to LA because he was touring so we wanted to go and see what it's like LGBT life in America and then Sam Smith was touring so he would give a very good overview because he's seeing you know all these different states so he said we can come along to Anaheim which is about 
an hour, an hour and a half outside LA. Famous for? Disney World or Disneyland. Can't never remember which one. And the Mighty Ducks. Oh. You've seen Mighty Ducks, oh, the movie. That's, yes. that's the stadium. That's the stadium we remember were in. how cold it was in there. Do you remember he got in touch and said he listens to the podcast and he loves it? Yes. And it took me four months to reply because I didn't know how to see messages on Instagram. Yes, I remember that. I didn't know you could message. That opened a can of worms, didn't it? <laughs> Dear Luke Evans. <laughs> guess the body part. <laughs> so, yes, we went there. Hey, he very you. kindly messaged us and I thought the team were lovely. He's got a personal trainer who does him and we wanted to go on a run, didn't we? Because we had a lot of time between the interview and seeing his show. Mm. And then the personal trainer does the crew and the band and we joined in. We My did. God. It was 45 minutes of, they're all like a really tight group of friends now, mm. which is really lovely. Mm. But they were like, oh, why don't, you, why don't you come and join the exercise? And you know, when you're like, yeah, yeah, great. And you're like, this better not kill me. We got in there. And these people, they'd all been exercising for like a year on the road together. Oh, yeah, they were... And we were throwing huge, do you remember those big heavy bags throwing them around? Oh, I hated that. Dumbbells twice the size of my face. You had to run over to them, lift them up. We filmed it actually, do you remember? Yeah, we did film it. And they, everyone was so bloody friendly. Remember like, go on Will, go on. I mean, it was like. Oh, I know. I felt like we were part of the family after that. I felt that. like I was in G.I. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw the show. We did see the show. That, which was amazing. That was incredible. That boy can sing. He's got a pair of pipes on him. When he did he did this bit in the show where he does a Luther... It's Luther Vandross, isn't it? Yeah. A Luther Vandross bit and he gets the crowd to sing. And it was... Is it all night long? Uh, no, it was... Um, oh, 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 hey, 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 hey. The best hey, thing is in Life of Free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I love Sam's songs because they're very sad and melancholy. Mm. But then he's done dance stuff, which is great. But um, Luther, he just sounds like Luther. But yeah, it was like a party from the word go. And I was really, it was not what I expected at all. No, me neither. I thought it was, if you ever get a chance to go and see him live, do. Because he's bloody good. And we saw Beth Tito, because she was supporting. And she is just a tour de force. She's amazing. Should we have a quick chat about the catering? Because I'm going to say life-changing. I oh, see, I didn't remember eating that much. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Don't want to be don't want to be throwing any shade, but uh, I, did I eat a lot? We had a lot of chicken and a lot of salad, actually. And the cheese, actually, there were a lot of baby bells. I hoovered those up. We did because there was like a spread. Yes, I think I stole some as well. I remember you saying when we were there, William. It was one of the nicest backstage atmospheres you've ever encountered. They feel like they're a big family. Would you agree? No. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, I, I just put a toffee in my mouth, sorry. They were so lovely. Such a tiny group and also no egos. Till we and, arrived. <laughs> and um, the nicest backstage vibe I've ever been to. Well, since the tweenies, anyway. So here's our interview with Sam Smith. It's really trippy for me to meet you, you know. Is it? You were the first concert I ever went to. Which one? The Pop Idol Tour. The Pop Idol Tour? Yeah. Oh my god. I think I was eight. Oh my god. <laughs> in London? Yeah, in Wembley. In Wembley? Yeah. And we all came out and. Yeah, all of you did it. Did you have a day off yesterday? Not yesterday. I was in um, Sacramento. It's getting to the point where I'm forgetting where we were. Hmm. Sacramento yesterday, and then the day before we had a day off in Napa, which was really nice. Oh, cool. We went to this beautiful restaurant, and I, it was, yeah, it was great. It's a bit too romantic. I'm not. In, I'm not in that mood at the moment. So. Oh, I get really bitter in that set. I really I've just gone through a breakup, so bitter. I'm a bit like, in it, like, I just, when I see couples, I want to just like poke their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going over like pushing over their cheese yeah. and wine. <laughs> you smug Completely. Yeah. Was, Are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> and Napa is very romantic. It's beautiful, it's like Tuscany. Is it? Yeah. Valleys and... Stunning. Yeah. The weather as well is it was just amazing. It, was, it didn't feel like I was in America. Really? When I'm heartbroken and I see couples that mm -hmm. look happy, I want to find out their unhappiness. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But like, it's all hot two years in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been together? Eight months. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, OK. No wonder you're getting on. It's hard, isn't it, to be happy for other people when you're feeling <laughs> so shit. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. On the whole, or not even on the whole, how has it been going? It's been amazing. I had a year and a half off after In the Lonely Hour, that album, and 
So this tour has been, it's been, I've been prepared. It's still a bit of a crazy experience. I get really low sometimes on tour. I feel like I sound so depressing all the time when I talk about it, but but I, it is, I get depressed really mm. on tour and it's, I love, I love it. I love singing. As soon as I'm on the stage and I'm three songs in, I feel good. Mm. But um, yeah. the, I think it's just, it's part of my life at the moment is that there's an, I can't really, re no one can relate to what I'm going through ever mm -hmm. and it's it's that feeling is quite strange but then when you really think into it can anyone relate to what anyone anyone's thinking you know everyone's going through their own emotions in life and my sister's come out with me for the last three weeks she's on the road with me mm. and she's just she's yeah her ears just being chewed off all the time for me like oh, i feel weird i feel weird but you know it's like coming in here as someone who has never toured, yeah. you couldn't not feel weird doing this. It's mm. fucking weird, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I think if you just acknowledge that, this isn't, humans aren't meant to do this, you know no. what I mean? I think that's... And it's the responsibility and pressure that, I, that makes me struggle because it's hard, there's 98 people every day on this tour, mm. not including all the local stuff that are working on the, uh, every day in different venues, which mm. is hundreds and hundreds of people, but... You know, if I cancel a show, because I wouldn't, I've never minded in my life, and if I, my voice isn't working one morning, mm. you know, you're, you're fucking up a lot of people's days. Mm. And it's, it's, it's quite, um, it's scary. I think that's traumatic, yeah, being yeah. on stage and not being able to do it to the best of one's oh ability. I actually yeah. genuinely think that becomes traumatic. Yeah. I actually, on the, when I performed at the Oscars, I got given the wrong pack. Fuck. So I'd rehearsed for three days and I got given the wrong packs and my mix in my ears. I got given my pianist pack. Oh, my So God. that's 90 million people. <laughs> and as soon as the song started, all I could hear was the piano and the orchestra and my voice was like this tiny little sound in the back. You could just hear the echo of my voice. What did you do? And the song is fucking hard to sing. I got through it, but I walked off stage and I was just a mess. I didn't, but I didn't know until three weeks after that I got given the wrong pack. Mm. I just thought that I was shit. And, shit. That I, and that my nerves had got the better of me and I, and I fucked up. Why did it take three weeks to tell you you had the wrong well, pack? Because my, someone in my team didn't want to oh. get in trouble. We were talking about this because we were talking about... <laughs> so when something that bad... Do you, you remember when Madonna fell off the stage? Oh, I was there. Fuck. Do that you... was horrific. So do you think that she, we were debating whether, Madonna being Madonna, mm. whether she went back and flipped out or went back and was like, do you know what, these things happen? I'm pretty sure from what I've heard that it was the... <laughs> you heard the screams. I've <laughs> and I heard the screams. No, I'm pretty sure that she took responsibility for that one. That's amazing. Really? I'm not, oh, I'm, this may, this is maybe just, maybe just what I was told, but I mm. think she chose not to have a Velcro thing on her. Right, okay. right. One thing that you said about your childhood, and I just think it's incredible that you... The idea of me being 10 years old and going to school with makeup on or mm. having mascara or having a gold wall, you know, mm. it's like... There's no way. It was when I was 16. Oh, it was when you were 16? Yeah, oh, but I, ca I came out when I was 10. Oh, OK, wow. excuse me. I came out into my secondary school. Well, I came out when I was 10 in primary school. And then I went to secondary school. First year of secondary school was horrible because all these boys were just constantly... I, I was so obviously gay. Mm -hmm. So they'd just keep asking me, are you gay, are you gay? And I, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Kept saying no <laughs> in a very camp way. <laughs> and the abuse was quite <clears throat> intense. Like, they, it was just constant daily homophobic abuse from these boys and I remember at the end of year seven so I was like 11 going on 12 I just got so sick of it and I just someone one boy asked me and I was just like yeah and then most yeah. of them laid off of me for the rest of my school life but I went to Catholic school and when I got to 16 I started I really want to release pictures of it at some point I can't find them they're on my old laptop mm. which I've got to dig out but I really fucking went for it. Like, I <laughs> really? didn't own... A, there's one time I didn't own, other than shoes, a male clothing. It wow. was just all female clothing, and every day at school I'd wear full, full makeup, fake eyelashes, and I would walk around like that every single day. And That's so brave. Was there an element of fear, let's say, stepping out into the street like that, or was it like an armour, almost? It was an armour, for sure. Right. I remember just drowning out 
people with earphones, with my earphones. Mm. I just every everywhere I'd walk, I'd just blare music as loud as I could in my ears and get to where I was going mm. and ignore it. But I think there was. I was a big fish in a small pond. I think there was a level of massive level of attention seeking there, where I just wanted to be mm. seen, and and it was an expression. There was an anger behind what I was doing for sure. But right. when I moved to London, I, 18 years old, I was still wearing everything, but I slowly wanted to. Um, I didn't want to stand out as much when I moved to London. I kind of wanted mm. to just put on a pair of jeans and just and not be stared at. Because people did stare at me. Did you feel that that was because you were in somewhere that didn't question difference as much as home? Yeah, so maybe. So you could assimilate. Or maybe. I, do you know what? I, there was one time that I um, I was at work and I walked out of my work and I was wearing makeup, but my work clothes, and I was walking through Bank, mm. and there was this. There's this. Uh, this cafe called Piccolo Bar, and it's where all the <laughs> my taxi... husband has shares in Cafe Piccolo. I'm not joking. <laughs> really, but it's it's this random like cafe. It's terrible, weird. And all place. these taxi drivers line up outside to get their food, and I walked past it, and this taxi driver just punched me in the neck. No. What? Out of nowhere, and all my shit fell on the floor, and I was just like, and I think ever since that moment, I was like, do you know what? I'm. I don't have the courage to do this anymore. Really? So I started to dress down and then started to really enjoy the fact that I wasn't, you Being, know... Having people... Having people mm. look at me, laugh at me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's crazy. Yeah. That's horrible How that you came to London. That, that would have been. I was 19, so it's like seven years ago. It's hard because even me. when I came out in music and with with Latch and Stay With Me and stuff, mm. I didn't look very gay. No. Mm. I don't I still don't think I do now, but it's it, it made me upset because I was like, I still have you know, I've I've been through a lot mm. as a gay man from, from a young age. Why were you upset? I don't know, just I felt like I just felt like the community were angry at me for some reason. From, from day one. Really? Yeah, I still do, but I don't... Now I look at it, it's not the community, it's me. It's <laughs> self-hate. <laughs> For sure, it's not... It's got nothing to do with, with well, that. People can be unkind, I think. You know, I think the community are amazing, and but it's it's definitely stay with me. I'm always... I've, I still feel like a bit of an outsider. I mm. think so many people feel that. Yeah. I mean, I felt it for years. But I think lots of people actually... We've realised it more, having mm. started this don't know what their identity is as a gay person. Mm. And they look yeah. around and I think, be like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to be like that, mm -hmm. or, but I don't want to be like that. And so the reason I'm saying that is when you, when I first came across your music and I was like, this guy's gay, it wasn't the, the primary thing no. about you yeah. and I thought something's, now something's changing. Like now yeah. it's getting exciting. Yeah, and that's because what... you weren't dubbed as gay Sam Smith. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. I thought that was so powerful. Before I released mm. the In the Lonely Hour, when Stay With Me was out and everything was going so well, I was like, this is powerful. And But then it, I got kind of killed a little bit for it. And for the fact that I wasn't, you know, me talking about my sexuality wasn't the first thing I was talking about. Really? felt like I got quite a bit of backlash for that. Whereas for me, I'm a singer... 
before I'm in it, before before I'm gay in a way. Mm, I yeah. am. It's it's. I was singing and loving singing before I even knew I was gay. Yeah. I always wanted to be be known as a singer, not a gay singer. But now, after five six years doing it, I'm now realizing how that it is important to to speak about it because it is our responsibility. It's up to the person. Mm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't start talking about being gay for... Even though mm. I was openly out, I mean, I was pressured by the industry, but I didn't... Until I actually got more comfortable with it, I think. Like, That's the thing. If you're not... If you don't know what you want to say, <laughs> you really shouldn't say anything because you can say the wrong thing. Mm. You know? It happened to me at the Oscars when I did my speech. I didn't know my gay history at all, mm. you know? It's left up to us to learn our gay history. We don't learn it in school. And, yeah, it's and not it's like left, it's taught. It's like... left up to us. And I made one mistake and fuck. Mm. It was really bad. I people really regret want it. To jump on a mis- when you're successful, people want to... You won an Oscar, which I just think is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole thing did tinge it for me, for sure. Oh, I'm not... I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I'm it sure, did. And that's, I, but it's still I'm, great. I've still got an yeah. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still you know what great, mean? yeah. No, where is the Oscar? Sure it it's in my house. But yeah. where do you keep it? Like, is it? I I hid it for about two, three years. Yes. And now I've got it out on a shelf. Elton actually told me to get them out. Really? <laughs> I love yeah. That. He was like, I emailed him after this record came out, and I was feeling really insecure about something, and he always says to me like, just email me if you're feeling down. So I did, and he just and his advice was go home, get all your fucking plaques out and your awards, and put them up. <laughs> and he said one day you'll be ready to take them down and hide them, but put them up and be proud of what you've done and what you've achieved, mm. which which is good. So I did. I'm really hard on myself, so I'm starting to be nicer to myself and and look at what I do and be like, it's great. Would you take a break? Like, would you do a year after this? No. When you finished, or would you go straight on? Right now. Are you writing on tour? I see. Yeah, I see the yeah. microphone. Yeah, I'm writing a lot. Right now, I'm in like beast mode. I want to, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be like Rihanna. Mm. I don't want any breaks. I Do just want to fucking go for it. Like the seven, seven, seven. I think seven it's going to mess my head up. I think mm. of like four years down the line, I'll be like, I have no life. Is there a lot in you? Do you feel like there's a lot in you that needs to come out? Like at yeah. the moment, it's like, rah. Yeah, a little bit. I just released this Calvin track with Calvin Harris. And, it's amazing. And I love it, but it's a different... I'm not... I do get sad and I write sad songs, but mm. there's a lot more in me. Mm-hmm. I just... I look at like someone like George Michael and I... I he has so many different... He had so many different characters and vibes and mm. genres that he swam in and out of. And I want to do that. Is that collaborating then? It sort of allows you to just be a different version of yourself where yeah. you're not checking in with whether you're being and truthful. I think a gayer so version. I think the yeah. gay in me is, is starting to feel more comfortable and, and yeah. within my music and, and the way I am on stage. Like I'm feeling, I don't know, it's crazy. It's almost like my relationship with my fans is like, I met them five years ago and slowly my trust is building with them where I'm starting to really feel like... I've always been myself, but in the lonely hour was like... It's like the deepest, darkest side of me. Mm. And I was comfortable showing people that, mm. but really uncomfortable showing people the fun side of me. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it was, Which it's is a, your... It's a weird Your thing. diva almost. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, I often think, oh, I'm really pleased that I'm not confined to sort of heteronormative behaviour, you know, where it's like, you come out, you get the job, you're the man, you don't talk about emotions, you marry, you have babies. Mm. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but there's a definite channel there from day dot, you know. Mm. And I think, God, I can just be free, I can do whatever I want. So I think, I'm really pleased. But then other days I can think, like, oh, what is my role in the relationship? Like, am I this one or that one? Am I? Mm. I'm. I don't have a role in a way to follow. So it's it's wonderful and freeing. But at the same time, as a gay man, I can I can float a bit. But I. So I can. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I really on, relate yeah. to that. In a being married, I've been with William, my husband, for seven years. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter what I think. Um, <laughs> but he, so you can be in a relationship, and there can be some soothingness in like I'm definitely the more feminine person mm. in the relationship, and he's the more blokey one, because he coped with being gay by having sort of passing privilege, just acted like all the other blokes at school and that was how he kept safe. Mm. I just hung out with the girls. That's how I kept safe. So 
But then as so, you yeah, <laughs> but then as you grow, you have this weird complicit agreement about getting camper together, mm-hmm. which is really odd. That you reveal this side to yourself. There's no fucking way I re- would have revealed that to him the night I met him. You know, so and you have to morph and grow. And it's like, do I? I does he want to be more feminine now? And suddenly he's not mm. playing the male role because we don't have gender shit to fall back on. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating. And sometimes I literally think, God, maybe he won't love me if I do what I'm about to do because it's not yeah. the. But is that guy when you hit him with the rolling pin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get that. But it's so it's really <laughs> weird that you have to be. I don't know. It's, it's, I know like it's that. really strange. I think that's amazing. Mm. You've, I, I I agree. He has always made me feel safe about whatever I want to be. Yeah, and that makes him amazing. Where do you feel with your masculinity now? I open it to the group. I feel in a good place about it. Actually, I feel like I feel like there's a I have a I have a good balance going on at the moment. Sometimes I really focus on being a gay man because mm. I, I, like I actually every day I'm like be a gay man today <laughs> because I don't I don't know it's weird sometimes I do and I I feel like I have so much to learn as well about my history that I'm constantly reading books and watching films and trying to yeah. learn but at the moment I'm just chilled out a little bit and I'm just trying to just be and I'm really just trying to concentrate on music and mm. just enjoy the music and the singing side of stuff but as a man I'm. My masculine and feminine side are, are working together right now in a nice way. And then maybe that's the thing, is that, like, because I can forget that I'm gay sometimes. Mm. And then it's like a, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the same as I can forget I live in London or something. Yeah. You know, like, being out here, it's like... <laughs> Got I, lost on the way home. I basically feel like, <laughs> feel like I'm an American at the moment. I drift. I drift. Sometimes I for, forget I'm gay and then... St- then I start thinking in such a womanly way that I forget that I'm a man. And I'm like, shit, yeah, go yeah. back, you're actually a guy. Go back to being yeah. a guy. And then you're like, I'm a gay guy. And then you're like, yes. I just drift I and that. go on tangents. And like, yeah. Do you forget strange. you're famous? All the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I forget I'm famous. Yeah. And then one thing might happen, I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's sort of famous thing. Have you taught yourself, I've taught myself in public... Everyone around me notices it. Notices people looking or asking for pictures. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No. It's become part of my everyday. Like it's just it just is. Mm. I feel like you almost choose if you're going to live your life. Everyone's everyone's guilty mm. until proven innocent, or everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Mm. And I don't want to. I don't want to live my whole life thinking, oh my god, that person's looking at me, or like, I don't trust that person, or mm. get through my security. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. constantly having someone with you. I, I'd rather just assume that everyone's lovely and then be disappointed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> then just start to put up this wall and, and start living like a famous person. It's... it's well, then I find madness it quite, lies. But I, I find it fascinating. Like, it is all in, how, in the way that you hold yourself. You can get on the... I believe that any famous person in the world can get on the motherfucking tube. Totally. You can. It's how you hold yourself. Put on a hat, some some glasses, and don't... I think avoiding eye contact with people helps massively. Mm. And don't look for it. <clears throat> don't look for it. And if you're walking... And if you're hiring a security guard... You know, I, I recently didn't stop working with a security guard because he was just too tall. Mm. And every time I'd walk into a club, it, it, it's just so obvious. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's... So my security is, is shorter than me. Can I say, is that the chap that we met? Gorgeous, yeah. oh, He's gorgeous. I've met him before somewhere, I swear. But then yeah. you have that with really when I'm in gay, When I'm in gay bars with really? him, everyone, like, <laughs> I, I'm his security. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, guy. he is beautiful. <laughs> I might be going mad. Is the chat, is, is, has Rob Sinclair done... The lighting for your show. I think I've worked with him before. You maybe you've worked with him before, but anyway, either way, he came to see your show, mm-hmm. and he loved it. And he said, "There's a moment in the mm. show that you say the, about being gay." Yeah, yeah. Are you going to see the show? Tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. There's a moment in the show with my song "Him." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how it goes down. If it, it felt like it went down really well in England and Europe, I do it here. And there's parts of there's some places in America where it's like 
I don't know, so I stand at the top of the stage, I'm singing the song, there's a guitar break in the song, and I just say, it sounds cheesy saying it now, but I say to the crowd, you know, I wrote this song as a message to everyone that love is love, and then I say, I'm a proud gay man, and if you are proud of who you are tonight, let me see you get on your feet and put your hands in the air. But it's a very interesting moment for me because I can see every single person in that room. And I have a lot of straight fans. I mean, I have a lot of fans out here that wouldn't know I'm gay. Really? And when I say it, you can almost, it's like beep, 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 beep. You can, you can tell who, who is... Resonating or, is or not. happy for me or happy to be gay themselves or happy for the, whole for thing the LGBT community yourself. and people yeah. who aren't. Because you'd see a lot of people sitting down like... Really? really? Is yeah. that, so do you get... You don't have to name the areas, but it, yeah. but has that been a specific areas? Does it surprise you in certain places, states? Mm, I mean, it's pretty... In, in America, it's... I mean, it's, it's, it's very mixed. But we're doing shows in, in, in quite... In parts of them in the middle of nowhere. Do you and get nervous saying that? Sometimes I do. I've, I had a, I had a, we were, I was at one place the other the other month, and I mean I don't know if there's any other like gay pop acts that have done this in these arenas and been out in mm. the way that I have been mm. at the beginning of my career. Mm. I don't think so. I get been. scared sometimes. I do think like I mean you hear these horrible stories about that poor. Who's that girl, the girl who, she was a contestant on The Voice and she was performing in a theatre in Chicago and she went to sign some autographs for fans outside and got shot dead. No. Really? Yeah, in Chicago, I think. The Voice America? But yeah, why? Why? A few years ago, no one knows. Just crazy person. So some, sometimes I do stand on stage and think, like, fuck, yeah. anything could happen. Yes, yeah. yes. But yes. I, don't, I don't think it will. I think, and I think the majority of people coming to my show are... My music isn't aggressive and it isn't, like... <laughs> I feel like I have quite a kind audience, from what I can get. Yeah, all the yeah. people who come, you know, they love... They're not dragged here, are they? They're, no. they're the paying public yeah. you're willing to come because they love your music yeah. and, and love you as a person. So and, it's, and it sounds... It reminds me of what you were saying about, like, everyone is guilty or everyone is innocent. You know, like, yeah. you, you're treating everyone as if they would understand what you're saying and yeah. be on board, and that is the best way to promote inclusivity, isn't it? Yeah. Like. You can't walk into anything and be like, fucking accept me for who no I am. Way, no way. Because the only way we're going to make a change is by, you know, I've I always said, like, the, the, the idea that my album is in the house of some homophobe in mm. the middle of Texas, and then he finds out I'm gay but loves my music and starts to think differently about gay people, mm. that's an amazing thing. Totally. It's about pushing things forward. Totally, because he's got to put... Suddenly it's a big old mirror if someone's mm -hmm. a big fan of your music and then they find out you're gay it's a much bigger mirror yeah. to look at and go yeah. oh now I'm just going to discard that yeah it's, mm -hmm. I think I doubt I mean I doubt if that's ever actually happened but talking about lights yeah in Mexico I sang him and I start with my back to the audience yeah and I turned around and the entire arena had made the gay flag <gasps> with their phones what? From someone, somehow they'd spread word that they were going to do it, so everyone downloaded an app. Oh, my God. And they all held their phones up. That's crazy. Like That's absolutely thousands, beautiful. Thousands of people. That is beautiful. It was a whole flag. It was crazy. That's crazy. So the support's been great. Do you, like something from a, like Olympic opening yeah. Olympic ceremony. It's know, actually it's, better than the Olympic yeah. opening ceremony. I wanted to ask you, though, because... So for season three of the podcast, the, the idea is, you know, we're doing a tour of the US and, and you've kind of already spoken about it as well, but it would be nice because we're not going to as many places as you have. Like, have you found America an inclusive space for place for LGBT people? Um, because everyone we've spoken to feels like it's just changing so much, which is interesting. It's massively changing. I, I'm, every city I go to and have time off, I, I make sure I go um, to the gay clubs. Mm, really? And just to see what, because I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued. And I've made quite a lot of friends around America, around the world, actually, in different gay bars that I've gone to. Gay bars in Tokyo and parts of Australia. And, but it's, I've spoken to a lot of people and it's, it, America is so big. Mm. It's, it's different in every place. I mean, mm. like Nashville, there's like one gay bar hmm. in Nashville, so, just one. And I made friends with this beautiful girl one night and we were outside having a cigarette and she was just talking to me about she where she came from just she came from just outside of Nashville I can't remember where it was 
bit was super homophobic. Really? And all, all of her friends she was there with had all moved to Nashville because it was so homophobic where they grew up. Mm. But where they've moved to, their, their, their place of freedom, there was only one gay bar. Wow, yeah. Which I find... I found fascinating. Mm. I call them crunchy gay bars. They're just not... They're just, they're just not like... I went to Union Bournemouth. Bournemouth and that was <laughs> crunchy. That so was crunchy. Three crunchy gay bars all next door to each other. I was like, how the fuck am I going to get a shag in here? <laughs> I, st- I stole that word from my friend. It's very... <laughs> is it because your feet go on the yeah, floor? I think yeah, so. Yeah. And I sometimes think it's actually yeah. happier. Yes, in those small towns because they're they've all got each other's backs. Yeah. Whereas if you you know here in LA, you know there's Mm. so many gay bars, this huge street that you um, there's no community. You can get lost. You know, it doesn't and it doesn't. It feels more aggressive actually. Well, like the village. I think I think some places, definitely some parts of America, feel quite aggressive. The gay scene feels quite aggressive. What in like aggressive, hostile? Do you mean? No, just I don't know. Just just not. Warm and welcoming. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I. I don't. It doesn't feel as together, Mm. united as London does. Mm. I would say out here. London's rare in that sense. I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, even like Europe, like Italy. I remember the gay scene in Italy. I found very sad. Japan was actually quite a nice scene. Um, My favourite gay scene is Sydney. I bet it's like because I've it's, never been to Sydney. I don't know. I've, 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 there's a book called Holding the Man. Oh yeah. Have you yeah. read that? No, but I know it's incredible. It well. And it's a, it's about um, this gay love story. Mm. Um, these two guys during the AIDS epidemic in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And it's so I don't know. When you read that book, you start to understand the history of the clubs on Oxford Street, and it's it's really I love it. There's a gay bookshop, and there's all these different spots, and it's not just about clubbing. It's no. about uh, you the know, whole culture, the whole culture, whole of community it. in a different. Yeah, it, it, I feel like in Sydney you could be gay anywhere. Yeah, you know, actually I feel the same in London. Um, I've just thought of an idea for yeah. a picture book for you. Mm-hmm. I will be happy to talk percentages of later day. Um, it's not for now. Um, all the gay bars that you yeah. go to. I know, that would be oh, amazing. Be it would great. be amazing. That's actually a really good idea. It would be so Can lovely, like a picture thing of all these... With all the different the people you I meet. Mean. You get to go to all these places. Yeah. That's such a good idea. A good idea. And Let's on, talk percentages. No, it's just a four-word alone. <laughs> written by my friend Chris. That would be a, that's such He's a good idea. with words. That's such a good idea. Wouldn't that it's be a lovely great? idea. Photographer on the road with me as well. And he oh would my love god, that. it would just be beautiful. All the different places. I meet so many wonderful people as well. It's... I think it's amazing that you do that. By I the way, love, I because love it. it could be yeah. easy to just come off stage, and I would have some garlic bread and watch Netflix. You know, rather than like come off stage and yeah, go to somewhere. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. That you're doing that. Like, I love it. It must be so. Nutritious and interesting. And, yeah, and, it is. And yeah. I've there's a freedom in gay bars that I that I love. I absolutely love that. I feel I just feel good. Is, yeah. is there a freedom as well? Like because being on tour is quite a unique thing. That like you can go to that gay bar, but you know you're not coming back tomorrow. So you can just see that world. Yeah, and probably. You, and you don't necessarily have to like it because you know you don't have to go back. No, and I, it's like I get my fix because mm. I'm my whole tour. It's, it's straight. Really? There's no gay people on this tour. Is there no, no gay men or women? Mm. Uh, there's a, there's a few gay way... women, but yeah, no. It's I just, I don't know how, the, why it's happened. I've noticed that with the music industry. It's just straight. I very rarely work with a gay musician. No. Now I do have Jamie, you know, yeah. gay Jamie. Um, <laughs> well, saying, like, I've Beth, Jamie. I've Beth Ditto on my tour. And she's... I mean, and she's I didn't know. It's gay she... today. She's fabulous. <laughs> Ask about Beth. She's the best. We almost She's amazing. Met once. Oh, yeah. That would was, sound insane. It was very hard to lock her down. Um, <laughs> it was. She's, she's incredible. She's, she's amazing. And like the last. We've only been touring for the last two weeks together, but she's almost become like my gay mum. <laughs> well, that was Sam Smith. It's Toffee's talk, eh? Got a bloody jaw lock here. Jesus. 
I can hear that. Is it a toffee or is it just some super glue rolled up in a ball? Or is it Luke Evans? <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it, Luke. Um, if you want to get in touch with Will Luke, it's at Will Young on Twitter. Don't go to the website. Or hello um, at homosapienspodcast.com. <laughs> Maybe I could be like your courtier so I find you boyfriends. So Tried that in the past. I have. I've set you up on dates, haven't no, I? No, you haven't. They never wanted to date me. I set you up. I can't. I take. A, I can take a horse you can't to water. Set me up with someone that doesn't want to date me. I do, well, they said they wanted to date you when I set you up with them. Uh, I love him. I love Sam Smith. I'd be really interested in what uh, you thought of that interview. My favourite thing about that interview was that he was another example of someone who came out really young, didn't care, and then I was really saddened to hear that he came to London. Only then did he start to hide his identity because he was punched by that cab driver I can't believe that yeah uh, I feel like he's sort of coming into his own and exploring his sexuality and um I think he's doing great music I like the boy me like <coughs> what's our song gonna be well we had I give you promises I am a moho a moho sapiens or a Sapiens. <laughs> I'm a ho 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 mo. S -s -s sapiens. <laughs> sapiens. Oh, Samuel. <laughs> I'd love to sing that song. How have we turned the poor boy's song into a sort of French French jig? Hey, oh, listen. Oh, 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 mo. Yeah, it's a it's a remix. It is a remix. Yeah. Well, we can charge for that. Of course we can. Hmm. He's a big star. PRS. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Come back next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Powered by Spirit Studios.